Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome to the next series, which uh, I, I really can't help but be pretty excited about for a couple different reasons here. The series itself is called Your Parents' Money Mindset, and in it we're going to tackle a number of aspects to help you address many times what's the elephant in the room when it comes to your parents and money. Parents and money can be one of the most challenging scenarios. Uh, we are probably closer to them than most anyone else in the world. However, many times money might as well be spelled T-A-B-O-O, taboo. The biggest reason why this can be challenging is because it generally doesn't come up until a crisis hits. Mom or dad can't make their own decisions, maybe should no longer be making their own decisions and don't know it, or uh, ran into some kind of an escalating expense as their health may have declined. All of which can eventually hit their children squarely in the face. Obviously, 100% on board for helping the people that, you know, raised us, took care of us, put food in our mouths, put us on this track, uh, this path to where we are today. But that doesn't mean the best time to start helping is when a crisis hits. The other aspect is really the opposite of that coin. Parents don't really know how much they have or what that translates into kind of many times. And that's really the whole theme of this whole podcast. It's really not just them. It's, it's everybody when there's not a financial education kind of prerequisite that's provided to all of us in school or growing up. And that manifests in either not living their own lives to the fullest or maybe not really realizing that they're going to pass with a lot more money in their pockets than they expect. So when we speak with clients and show them what path they're on, many times we literally have to tell them, if you continue to do what you're doing right now, you are going to die with a lot of money in your pockets. <laughs> is, that, is that your goal? Is that what you would prefer? Or would you rather get to share it with your kids now through vacations, gifting, or anything else, see that smile on their face when you're still alive? And so in 13 years now, I've yet to have anyone state the goal was to have really big stuff pockets on their way out. If your parents always had money for whatever you guys may have needed, not that they were frivolous at all, but just, you know, dance camp came up, they somehow found money for that. You had to go to college, they kind of somehow found money for that. You needed a car, they somehow kind of found money for that. You had braces, they somehow kind of found money for that. And if that was kind of how your parents' mentality was, where they were kind of careful with money, but they always were able to come up with whatever they needed, many times that's kind of the blueprint for this type of a person. They got to where they are today by being a little bit more on the frugal side overall, very careful with their money, making sure that they had what they needed. So now when they're retired and maybe they have more than enough assets to be a little bit more uh, free with, more enjoying life with, it's hard to just flip a switch and say, okay, I spent the last 40 years really being careful with every penny and now all of a sudden I have this freedom to kind of spend and it's not something that happens overnight. For us, it might take three, four, five different meetings with people to really convince them that, hey, you have this extra money. Even if you spend an extra $5,000 a year, the numbers say you're not going to run out of money, even when we account for all these things that could go wrong. 
So today we're going to cover what you need to know about how your parents' relationship with money is likely very different from yours, and more importantly, what you can start doing to take steps in bridging that gap between you guys. So my daughter Avery is currently four years old, and as any four-year-old, she asks a lot of why questions. Why is the sky blue? Why can't we eat chocolate every day? (laughs) Why does green mean go and red mean stop? I really kind of like that one in particular, by the way. Um, But children have a completely different lens on the world, and that's so fascinating. And at the same time, it also makes answering their questions somewhat difficult because they're coming from that different, you know, innocent perspective, that different plane compared to us. So recently we read David and Goliath, a story I would expect everybody to know. So if you remember in this story, David hits Goliath with the rock. And Avery asks, why did David hit him? You know, this is supposed to be the crowning moment of the story where David triumphs. And all Avery could see was that David got angry and hit somebody else with a rock. (laughs) So aren't we not supposed to hit people? Is Goliath okay? Uh, Well, it certainly caught me off guard. Am I supposed to, you know, go against everything that we've been talking about with her and just condone violence that, you know, if they deserve it, then you can hit them with a rock kind of a thing. If you're wondering, I instead went with a, no, you shouldn't hit people, Avery, you're right. Uh, David was just frustrated. I think he and Goliath probably afterwards used their words and became friends. So right, wrong, indifferent, that's what I went with, and there you go. So uh, what you need to know about talking to your parents about money is first that they come from a completely different perspective than you do most likely. While they didn't directly go through the Great Depression themselves, their parents did. And because of that, they likely were very influenced secondhand by that Great Depression mentality, so to speak. The pay off your mortgage, keep your money under your mattress, uh, in the banks kind of a thing. They perhaps don't like paying bills online or prefer paper statements. Finances overall may be very personal to them, very private to them. They probably don't like using Venmo, publicly posting that they are paying someone with, you know, a cute emoji at the end of it. Because you may come from another money mindset, it may be hard to have any money-related conversations. And just taking that topic off the table is probably much easier many of the times. However, putting it on the table is the first step to building that bridge And that's what I want to try to encourage you to do today. So what you can do is ask questions without providing advice or input. So that last part is very important, without providing advice or input. Start conversations that involve some financial aspect just to start building a bridge of having that topic be something you can talk about, even if it's to a minimal kind of an aspect at the beginning. The initial goal here is to start a conversation. In the episodes that follow in this series, you're going to be able to build out your knowledge, extend the conversation, speak intelligently so they could say, hey, you know, my kid kind of knows what they're talking about here. Maybe I can have a little bit more of a back and forth. But for today, just focus on the goal of a conversation in of itself. So here are some examples of what you can talk about. Again, careful not to tell them why you think they are wrong, if you do think they're wrong, but just to open that door rather. For a lot of these questions, it's really just about expressing concern for their well-being, which I'm pretty sure they'd appreciate. Hey, mom, dad, just curious. Do you use one bank or do you have a number of different banks that you use? Hey, mom, dad, just curious. 
do you like paying most of your bills online? Do you like paying them directly? What do you feel like works out the best for you? Hey, mom, dad, just curious. Do you use your debit card mostly? Do you have a number of credit cards you use? Again, kind of what works best for you? What, you know, what do you find to be the best and most comfortable? How did you know when you should start investing? How did you kind of figure that out? How did you say, hey, I should start putting money away? And, and how did you go about doing that? If God forbid anything ever happened to you, do you have some place with like documents or some person I'm supposed to go talk to? Hey, mom, just dad, you know, just curious. How did you know you could even retire? Like, how did that dawn on you? How did you know, hey, I have enough money for the next 30 years? Did you have a financial advisor ever do like projections for you to how know how much you could spend or how long your money might last? Hey, mom, dad, just curious. Do you have medical coverage when you're retired? Like, I know I get mine through work, but you don't work anymore. Do you, do you still have coverage? How do you know what it covers and what it doesn't cover? Every parent now is different, so maybe none of these will open the door even a crack. Maybe there are other questions you can think of that might be more fitting for your specific parents. But coming from this place of concern, which you likely have for them anyway, I would assume, is the best chance to have it be well-received. So a quick recap of today. First is to acknowledge that money is hard to talk about, but there are significant reasons why you should think about having those conversations with parents. The first is to head off that bad track earlier than later. And secondly is to get them thinking about making the most out of their money that they've worked so hard to earn over their entire lifetimes. They may have worked for 30 years or more, so they really deserve to to use that money and I'm sure that's what you want for them too. Know as well that they are almost certainly coming from a different mindset about money. Remember, no public Venmo purchases with emojis at the end. Lastly, start bridging that gap by asking very basic financial preference questions or those that express concern without being invasive. I've said it many times again today. The goal is to start a conversation, not tell them why they are wrong. Thanks for tuning in today. As always, if you are able to implement what we cover, that's fantastic. You have less to worry about than before and can focus more on enjoying life. If you are wanting help with these things, though, or have questions you need help in clarifying, check out the Ask Joe section on the show's website, www.enjoymore30s.com. That's enjoymore30s.com. If you enjoyed this episode specifically, please make sure to subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen. There are literally millions of young American families out there I'm trying to reach and help just like you. Clicking a star, writing a review really goes a long way. The next episode is Your Parents Trust Their Advisor, where we are going to extend now into if you can open that door of conversation, who are they probably taking advice from already, and what does that advice maybe look like? Until next week, thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.